0: Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and we do that all the time like the no, town if you just overlook major plot holes this is an, a decent movie yeah so don't act like we don't do that either welcome to
1: the what's already Podcast. we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury my name is jj crowder i'm here with my co-host Matt
2: better red than dead and Javier Ortiz.
1: What is up, my nerds? We appreciate you help going on the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button, tell a friend about us. Please go and give us a review, either Apple Podcasts, you can give reviews now on Spotify, which is really awesome. Podchaser, those are three big ones where you can leave us a review. We'd love a five-star from you, but any review will do for us helps us grow the podcast no matter what. And as always, more than anything, we appreciate you listening. You can also check out our, our website, what's our You can listen to all of our episodes there. You can also sign up for our newsletter for exclusive content. A lot of fun stuff. We'd love to have you interact with us as well. The question we always ask each week is if we find yourself wondering if we spend the time money or both on a movie, to help with that question, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today, we're reviewing The King's Man. It was released December 22nd, 2021. It was written by Matthew Vaughn and Carl Gadusik. It was directed by Matthew Vaughn. It stars Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Arterton, Harrison, Harris Dickinson. I don't know why I have a hard time with that guy's name. Jimon Hontu, Tom Hollander, Reese E fans, Daniel Bruhl, Charles Dance, and Matthew Good. In the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman agency is formed to stand against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, jump over and check out a spoiler-free review to see if you should watch this movie. It's over on YouTube. Links in our show notes. Pause the podcast now if you want to avoid them. Go watch the movie. Come back, pick up where you left off, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's dive deep. I won't lie, Javier to touch on what you said in the spoiler free, it started off in a way that made me optimistic, right? Because there was the big sniper reveal and this kid watched his mom get shot. And, you know, we now have motivation for a
0: good chunk of this movie. That scene does beg the big question of why is a Duke and his family personally delivering red cross supplies in an active war zone so you know if you overlook that that scene was awesome <laughs> i feel
1: like that's going to be the theme of this this review Absolutely, and this is really
0: cool yeah, we do that all the time like the no, town if you just overlook major plot holes this is an, a decent movie yeah so don't act like we don't do that either huge difference between one
1: what you would call plot hole major plot hole and the whole movie being a giant plot hole
0: it's just because you don't understand world war one history jj that's got to (laughs) be it because that was that was accurate to a t you know (laughs) good
1: god anyway yeah it started off good because it was like death and violence and giant knives into a dude's back and little kid's run into their mom who just got shot. And
0: yeah. Everything that you want in a movie
1: until that scene was over. And then what are you talking about? dude? it's slowed down to a crawl. I've now got to watch this oh, dude. And so his we hate, we hate fight. slow
0: movies now. Is that, no, is I that hate what we're slow saying? Movies?
1: I hate slow movies in a franchise that are known from being going from start to
0: finish. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like managing your expectations wrong.
1: Sure, fine, whatever, except for they set expectations with two movies and then completely go outside of those expectations. Like, I'm fine with you varying it a little bit, but when you go from a a set of two movies that are action-packed and crazy storyline from start to finish to this, that's this exposition-filled, emotional, trying to understand. I don't need to understand. Look, dude's mom died. Dad's afraid of
2: his kid dying. That's all I need to know. took him an hour to get through telling us that that yeah. happened. Like That probably dragged on a little bit.
0: But the first one also had buildup. It's not like we, ju- we jumped right into it because we had to be introduced to the character and introduced to the little secret organization. And then he had to go through his training. And then it became action-y. So it's not like it was from start to finish either.
1: No, but there was like 10 minutes in, you meet this kid, there's a fist fight. Then there's a bar fight that's the coo- one of the coolest fucking bar fights with a oh, goddamn umbrella cool. ever seen. He's <laughs> <Yeah. We're> talking <laughs> beer steins with the hook of his umbrella. Come on, dude. That shit's bitching. And then it just continued. Like I'm saying, there was enough exposition surrounded by action scenes and cool shit that I was okay with the exposition. And that's what you need. You got to, for example, a movie like, oh, what was that stupid thing with Matt Damon called? Martian. No, the dude from Oklahoma that we reviewed. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh the water. Chick-
1: the, yeah. Like that's a movie that's mostly exposition and character driven and storyline. It's slow. If you think about it from that perspective, but it's interesting and everything mattered. All the relationships matter. This is a type of movie. I don't care that much about the relationships.
0: Sure. Yeah. Like I, I get where you're coming from. As far as I'm watching this movie for a Kingsman violent, like the story doesn't have to be in depth. Like, I get all that. And, you know, like, sure, they tried something new and it didn't work. But I would argue that they still had a lot of the original Kingsman-esque stuff in there, like the violence and the monk, the the perverted monk. That was pretty Kingsman. Sure. There were moments of flashes of
1: Kingsman, but I just was so lost after. And I think if they had jumped into that a little earlier, but they have this scene where mom dies and they set the stage for how this is all going to play out. And then it takes forever to get to Rasputin being a pervert and licking a, w- a weird scar and doing, which was like, once it happened, like, I'm like, I was sitting in the theater going, what the fuck is going on? This is hilariously weird." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when it, when it all goes down and, and you realize why they had to have that scene so that Ralph Fiennes character could actually be a badass again. I was like, oh my God, that was
0: lazy as fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Like, why would, cause you get shot in the leg and still walk. Like they could have just made it that Like he was super rich and he went to the best surgeon in the world. Right. And fixed his leg. Exactly. I don't know why they went through all that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is they went, here's the core
1: of my problem with this movie that I didn't, I couldn't say in the spoiler free cause it'll spoil some shit. And that is they went through the first hour and 25, 30 minutes of this movie setting you up that it was going to be his kid and him that were in the Kingsman. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, they have to make dad lame. He has to have a problem that you go, Oh, he can't be part of the Kingsman because he's not jumping over fucking moving shit. And he's not fucking jumping out of planes and he's not doing crazy shit because he is jumping his- out of planes, baby, <laughs> <laughs> because of his leg. But then they healed him. And I laughed as soon as they healed his leg. I was like, motherfucker, they're going to murder this kid. Like I knew because now he's able to be the Billy badass and now he needs the motivation to do it. And I will give you what a very Kingsman thing to do to have this kid be the hero save this dude, get this thing back. And then another one shot him in the head.
0: I like that part too. I love it when it, when things go that way. And when he got shot, I was like, okay, how are we going to bring this guy back? He just got shot in the head. I don't know how you bring someone back for that. And then like 20 minutes in, I was like, Oh, this guy doesn't come back. Oh, great. I was, I am so conditioned by Marvel. To believe that like when people die, they don't actually die. That it is shocking to me when writers have the balls to kill one of their main characters and not bring them back.
2: Can we go back to the the Russian spiritual doctor whatever? And how did he heal the guy's leg with his tongue? He licked it. No idea.
0: You, you, you think we have an answer to that, dude? Come on. <laughs> Nobody's got an answer to that. No one's got an <laughs>
2: Matthew Vaughn, the writer, doesn't have an answer to that. <laughs> I'm just curious why they chose that way to show that his leg got healed. If they're trying to be like decently realistic in this universe, I'm like, well, there's so many other ways you could have explained this away. I don't know. It was just, that was confusing to me. But it was also very Kingsman-y to have some sexual tension in the room. And so it seems like that's what they wanted to go for. I mean, that's that was very Kingsman to me. I'm not complaining about it. Or I was just like, oh, it's a weird choice of the way to do it. But that whole fighting scene what happened in there. And I was like, all right, that's Kingsman. Yeah, that was awesome.
0: That whole weird Russian dance yeah. ballet fight scene that was sick. Well, so here's another this
1: is funny. We've talked about this before in movies too. Like if you want to watch this movie, just watch the trailers because, yeah, all of the Kings parts of this movie are in the trailers. And all the cool shit is that because like you said, the opening scene with the mom, that part's kind of in the trailer a little bit real quick. And then the war, like what you're talking about, Javier, minus the violence, the whole setup in the the trenches and that crazy shit is in the trailer. The whole dancing Russian thing is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The thing at the end on top of the big fucking rock at the barn is in the trailer. So all of the very King's many parts of this movie that are actually really fun to watch are in this movie.
0: It's everything else that I was like, fuck, I hate this. Yeah. I kind of agree with that, right? <laughs> like my biggest criticisms are, considering they have so much buildup time, they don't do a lot of buildup of why the sun wants to go to war so badly. And I think they're trying to paint it as like, uh, everyone's going, right? And, and so he's just being peer pressured into going, I guess. But then you're, we're talking about like, what a great kid, what a great man he is. I'm like, great men don't get peer pressured into doing stuff. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I needed a better reason why this kid wanted to go to war. And it would have made more sense if like, like, I don't know what war was going on when the mom got shot. But it would have made sense if he was like, my mom was killed by a German. So I'm gonna go fuck up some Germans. I'll be like, yeah, sounds great. My other thing is like the ending of the movie, like the last third of it, it just got so weirdly convoluted. I'm like, what? What is happening right now? like yeah. the US president was being blackmailed and the big bad evil guy was a Scottish dude that we had met earlier who somehow got off a boat before it got torpedoed. And it turns out he was the one who torpedoed. Like it was just like this weird mix of I'm like, and the reason why I overlooked that part was because in the first movie, the plan made no sense either. Sure, It's <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, whatever. So that's the reason why I overlooked that.
1: Well, and I had no problem with the weird villain reveal because I called that, like, the, as soon as Matthew Good showed up and started talking to the kid in the in the Kingsman Taylor shop, I was like, oh, Matthew Good's going to be the villain because he plays a lot of villains. And then, wow. yeah, so, I mean, curse my movie-watching shit because I, I saw him and I was like, mm, he's 90% of the time a villain, mm-hmm. so he's probably going to be the bad guy. And then they would never show his face. Like, as the villain, they just showed the mm-hmm, back yeah. of his head. And so I was just like, okay, it'll be a big reveal. I mean, it's it's one of those things that they kind of try to do in that movie. But they telegraphed it so bad to me anyway. Yeah. That I, I wasn't... I was like, whatever. Not that it hugely bothered me. But it was... I mean, it was kind of clunky the way that they did that with the twist. Like, I feel like they were just trying to be what they've been in previous movies so over the top in places, Like you said, obviously, the, the whole storyline with the US president and like this weird underlying thing with all of the cousins that are the czar. Yeah. And the, I was like, what the hell is going on right now? And don't get me wrong, like some of it was pretty funny. Like Tom Hollander, like actor that plays all three of those characters, King George and the, the czar and then the whatever... Those guys, he's a hilarious. I love him as an actor. Like he's really funny. So watching like the German dude, like just be a complete child. Like his the way he (laughs) played him was really funny. But it was so strange. But that's the other thing that I didn't love is the other two movies were standalone. They weren't based in history. This one, they had to tie in like Ferdinand, like all of these things that led up to World War One. Mm -hmm. And these three moron cousins being who they were. So there was a lot of all these things that they had to kind of play into that distracted me because they had to force that in there to tie it into world war one. So I just feel like they were trying too hard with this movie and it showed. And so I was so focusing so much on that. And the fact that I was like, what are we doing? Like, where's the action? Why are we doing so much buildup to this in the middle that I was seriously frustrated.
0: I did find myself trying to recall World War One history way more than I would have liked in a Kingsman movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like I was like, is that really how Ferdinand died? Is he went down in the alley and someone shot him in the head? He yeah, I was like, like, he
0: died in Austria, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought a lot of the same thing. It was, it was, yeah. In fact, I probably should go relook it up because now I'm, I don't know what to believe anymore. Kingsman has got me questioning. Yeah. Dude, I will say once we got
0: the kid to the front... Oh, do that. The Kingsman always has one scene that you're just like, oh. that was absolutely batshit insane. That scene where they need to go recover the intel from that spy that got blown up, but apparently only lost a leg. Like, good for him. Yeah, no shit. Dude, that scene where they all agree, like if we start shooting each other, then we're all dead because we're out in between two trenches. So they all put their guns down and bring out different weapons like knives and axes and hammers and then start creeping towards each other. That scene was crazy awesome. I am oh, yeah. blown away by it. It doesn't compare to the church scene because the church scene is literally the most violent scene I've ever seen in a movie to date. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: watched it on YouTube the other day after watching this one. I was like, I need to watch this scene again because, God, it's violent.
2: Wouldn't the hammers, though, if you hit someone with a hammer? I I guess if you're just hitting human flesh and no armor, you probably find it wouldn't be allowed. Well, and they did make
0: that point because he does hit something with the hammer when he misses and it rings.
2: Yeah,
0: It probably would have been way more noisy. You've got like 10 dudes duking it out with each other. I mean, it also begs the question, what were the Germans doing there? Were they there to, like, collect the intel, too? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, because they just happened to be out
1: there walking around. Yeah. But, no, that was a really cool scene. I really enjoyed that because it was very, like you say, it was very Kingsman-esque. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The
0: the sheer volume of violence that was there. I could have done without the mental breakdown of the sun, though, because I'm like, like, I'm not watching this to see, like, the realities of war. I'd watch Hacksaw Ridge. Or I'd watch Saving yeah, Private Ryan. A real like war a, movie. Yeah. I'm not watching Kingsman to see the psychological effects of war. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we spend the whole half of the movie with this kid knife fighting his instructor and begging to go to war. And then he goes to war and knife fights someone and then he cries. I'm like, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it just
1: ties into that point that you're like, why does he want to go to war so bad? I think it could have been something is he, cause then they tried like twice to bring that Latin phrase in that talks about it's heroic to die for your country or whatever the hell it is. It's honorable. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if that's what you're going to use as his linchpin for deciding to go to war is that, you know, all these other people are going to war and he feels it's his honor to go and try to, to fight and maybe die for his country then introduce that latin before he fucking dies like you know what i mean yeah or before he gets to war like have that be something that he read in a letter from his mom or to his mom or you know what i mean because then all of a sudden you have that tie-in why he's so passionate about going and i'm like yeah that would have made more sense because it was just random until he got there and then you're like oh he understands that it's an honor to fight and die for your country, but there was never any of that to this point. So I'm just trying to figure
0: out why he wanted that. This is also after they fight Rasputin, right? So he's already been exposed to violence. So if you're going to have such a negative reaction to violence, it should be when the dude almost kills your dad and then gets shot in the head. Yeah. I was
2: trying to protect him. Another, I mean, I don't know, it's just movies, but the, the scene where the towards the Edwin. when The father is scaling that giant cliff. It made me think of (laughs) of Mission Impossible because we know how Tom Cruise likes to scale tall rock faces. And this time, though, with how high up and how icy and how much older this individual was, it's just hard to suspend the suspension of belief that he would get up said cliff face, especially after he fell out of an airplane with the first ever parachutes and happened. It all worked out and he he landed just enough to be held. Like, I don't know. That's scene Like, I, I like the Kings movie because they go over the top, but that one was a little too much. Like, well, you know, he would have just yeah. dropped out of the sky and died. And they would have <laughs> seen him coming because his plane was a hot freaking mess. And these people aren't deaf. They're up there. there's they're, <laughs> they're, they're gonna see the plane. So to me, I think it was even more just a suspension of belief that they didn't know he was there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they would have been like, hey what's happening in the sky there's a lot of noise or i don't i don't know that was just a hard scene for me yeah yeah i had no problem with that scene i think for me it was because like every
1: time i'm watching this scene going god this is out there but then i thought of like part two when the kid's in the fucking taxi he's like speeding at high speeds through downtown london and like he jumps over the door and stays in sync with the car that's going like sixty miles an hour. I'm like, oh wait, he'd be like twenty feet that way, <laughs> and the car would still be. <laughs> so I was like, the ridiculousness of these
0: movies. I can let that shit. Go. Yeah, we we can't say that's over the top, and there should have been more Kingsmen, right?
1: Well, and I think, like for me, <laughs> that's the juxtaposition for me. Though is I expect out of this world, unbelievable shit like that what i don't expect is this trying to be emotional tie me to this kid that wants to fight in a war and his daddy's trying to protect him like all of that emotional serious movie shit that to me is the part that i'm like in a kingsman movie i have to suspend my disbelief that any of these people give any kind of shit about each other enough
2: to i thought go there was going to be more jokes and more just like making fun oh, of themselves sure. and things cuz that's what the kingsman has been but like you said jay it's it, they took a very serious narrative approach and then they didn't really have any jokes towards the middle end of this i don't remember really laughing all that much because of humor they tried to like to give me and that's i think where a lot of the luster this movie was lost for me that there wasn't there was still some outlandish things like him falling out of the sky basically and and having a sword duel and things like that but one of the last funnier things to me towards the end of the movie was the I, for lack of a better term, the maid that was also like part spy when she was shooting her sniper rifle in that house of cheese and it was like all yeah. splattering on her. Like that's a Kingsman thing. That was funny to me. But there there wasn't a lot more to gravitate on to laugh and to be like, oh, like even the villain to me, while wow, they made him over the top, but the previous villains to Kingsman just carried a lot more weight and felt like they belonged much more compared to speaking to this Scottish guy that he just seemed like a pissed off Scottish dude, but didn't provide a lot more of the humor that I expect from a Kingsman villain.
1: Hmm. Well, that's what Samuel Jackson in the first one to me one of the greatest villains. It's the most and
0: ridiculous because, villain because he's
1: so oxymoronic that like it's just beautiful. Like he's this dude that's trying to create an app that makes everybody hyper violent and kill everyone, but he can't stand violence. <laughs> he like passes out
0: at the sight of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what am I
1: watching right now? <laughs> and then this. Weird Scottish dude is just mad at British royalty because they have shit on Scotland for
0: shut up. Yeah, I'm like when we say pissed off Scottish dude, that's just like redundant. Welcome right? to Scotland. He, he's <laughs> just Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> he was tough though. Like, sure, I did like the part where he like kills his own goat <laughs> in front of Rasputin, <laughs> and Rasputin's like, never mind. I love turtle rigs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love tortoise.
1: <laughs> so funny. I mean, there were some moments, but yeah, that there, I laughed my ass off at the goat headbutt too. Like, as he's trying to climb up <laughs> this mountain, he gets to the top and the goat, like, headbutts the shit out of him. <laughs> that shit made me laugh. But, like, for the most part, like, it wasn't that funny in a no. lot of the places. And I think the funniest, like you say, Jemma Arterton, the, Polly, she's the funniest character in the damn movie because she just keeps walking in and shooting sons of bitches and going, why the fuck are you messing around with knives? Like,
0: <laughs> you idiots in your she sword. She does that from the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're training and she shoots a knife out of someone's house. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. be careful.
2: That's-, yeah. <laughs> That's what they do in the Kingsman War. Because that I'd be like, uh, good aim there. Glad you didn't shoot my hand. Dude, the part when that dude
0: runs to the counterweight at the cliff face Mm. and she shoots it and he just launches himself up and decapitates that dude with like a huge bowie knife. I was like, that was insane. That was awesome.
2: He's not willing to go out of a plane, but he's willing to be rocketed up a gigantic rock face. Yeah, uh,
0: smaller margin. He's done it before. He hasn't jumped out of a plane before. Yeah.
1: I did laugh at the whole the end of it when he's like, "You'll take a bullet for me, but you won't jump out of an airplane for Mm -hmm. me."
0: (laughs) That part annoyed me because you get get shot like the shoulder, arm, and then he's just out of the fight, right? Where literally in the beginning of the movie, we ask him the question, "Could you still fight someone with one arm?" and he says, "Yes."
2: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that.
0: that. I thought that's what I thought we were gonna call back to that, but no, he's just down for the count. Yeah. Pussy. <laughs> yeah,
1: way too much emotion in this movie for me. Like trying to and to answer your question, Javier, that war that they were fighting in the beginning is the Second Boer War in South Africa
0: against Boers. Is it similar to the like ostrich fight in Australia, the Great Emu War? No, it's spelled different. It's the B O E R War.
1: Mm. Yeah, apparently it was a. Uh, the British Empire versus two Boer republics, which oh. were, I don't know, they, I guess they had colonies next to British colonies in South Africa.
0: It's stuff like this that reminds me that I don't give a flying fuck about the British and their history.
1: Well, no. I mean, if you think, I don't care about most contemporary countries that went down into like Africa and India and just did all their colonization. Colonization. Yeah not a good thing when you look back at history my
0: favorite british history is when we freaking spanked them in our revolutionary war yeah yeah
1: george washington like i shout out and this is we're not sponsored but like colonization i didn't really think about it because i'm an ignorant white dude that lives in america and just doesn't care or didn't care but i started listening to this podcast called behind the bastards very interesting it talks about all the the bastards of the world and the shitty things that they did and like Colonization really fucked up the world.
0: (laughs) Dude, it was brutal. Like we think of colonization as like, oh, we found this new land. Let's build a house. And it's like, we found this new land. Let's rape everyone who's here.
1: And stick them, like, and they show it in the beginning of this movie. They walk by the concentration camp and he's like, the only reason we're winning this war is because of these concentration camps. And everybody associates concentration camps with World War II and and Hitler, but oh no, he was really late to that party (laughs) because That shit has yeah. been going
2: on a long time. True. We even started ugly. to do it here in the States with the Japanese after Pearl Harbor. Like that yeah. stuff started to happen. But we called those internment camps. Yeah.
1: yeah. Come
0: on, Matt. Very different. Very, <laughs> Very different.
2: different. I'm shaking my head. No, right now. Not different at all. I mean, just look at the history of my people. If you were a redhead in medieval times and you weighed more than a feather, you were dead. Like there's no winning. That wasn't colonization. That was just. Horrible math and understanding physics.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly paid to be white throughout a lot of European history. You know, And by a lot you mean all of it. Like, yeah, by, <laughs> by a lot I mean all of it. Yeah, yeah. that's that is what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to like this movie more, like especially because oh, let's talk about this one thing. The acting is really good. Like, look, Ralph Fiennes can act the shit out of it, dude, and and Jimin yeah. Honsu's great. Matthew Good's great. Gemma Arterton's great. Reese Efans, the guy that played the Russian, was, yeah, Rasputin is great.
0: There's a lot of top. Notch the same acting. guy
2: from John Wick that plays the, the. I don't think so. No, it wasn't that same guy. He, he looked he's, like. He's him.
0: not the token Russian guy. No, from I, like, it, I know, was he was the Rus-
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, guy.
0: Ironically,
2: <laughs> ironically Reese Efans
1: is, that's whatever. I thought that's who that was when I was watching the previews, was going to be. And I can't think of that guy's name right off the top of my head but no, it's Reese Fans. Reese fans is actually British, I think he's Irish but he's from. he was actually in Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man and the second or first amazing Spider-Man, he was
0: the lizard Dr. Connors that's Reese Fans. I would be upset that they couldn't get an actual Russian but I think, I think Russians deserve to be you know, screwed out of movies <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's really it was really yeah, Reesey fans is extremely British, like
0: (laughs) so extremely British.
1: Yeah, he's not Russian, but he's a really good actor, and he's really usually he's really funny. So he did really well in this movie. But I was quite shocked when I was when I saw Reesey fans popped up on the cast list. I was like, "Holy shit, that was Reesey fans? Are you kidding me?" Fair enough yeah, I just didn't love this movie. I wanted to. There were parts that were really exciting, but most of it just took too long or it was just so out of the norm for a Kingsman movie that I just didn't enjoy it. In fact, I was mad. I was happy for five minutes and then I was really mad for like an hour. And then I had a moment of like, yeah, this is a great fight with that one in the no man's zone, the, the mm-hmm. no man's land piece. And then I was like, oh no, I'm mad again. And then I the last fight was fun, but it was just... Yeah, I hope it's the last Kingsman movie they make. Unless they go back to like the original format,
0: it's been a steady downhill, dude. Like they they killed it with the first one, and then yeah. they're like, "Where do I? Where do we take this?" <laughs> so yeah. I don't think they know why people liked that movie. I don't know
1: why I like that movie, <laughs> like if, other than it's it's so different and entertaining. And you're right, they set themselves up for failure for anything coming after that because it was like the perfect formula of. What we haven't seen before, and just not giving a
0: shit about
1: offending people and being out there.
0: And we love the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> it was like out there. There was another movie. Oh, Cop Shop. We're just like this is oh, so yeah. weird and out there, and no, and I love it.
2: Yep. Movies that blow our expectations. But I think it's a classic example of Hollywood struggles to just make one movie. They always want to make yeah. the next movie because the first one did so well. Therefore, they know they'll get money to go do the next thing. and that's I think it's just a problem with cinema for us in general. Many movies that we love should probably only be made once.
0: Honestly, I would rather start seeing a movie and then like, like a TV series sequel. Mm-hmm. I think people would have better luck doing that. Yeah. For me, the
1: formula, I think what I would try, like if I was in Hollywood making movies, like I would try to make a movie like The Kingsman because I'm interested about where did The Kingsman get started, right? How did we come up? And it was so, oh, let me just talk about this since it came up. I hated, hated the nonchalant one-line reason that they got for naming everyone after the Knights of the Roundtable in this in organization because it was a thing that him and his mom talked about, like his mom instilled in him the honorable shit from the Knights of the round table. I was like, that's it. That's what, where this came from. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Cause that's what I wanted. I wanted to know that, but I think if they'd have made the first one and then like you say, i here, go to HBO max and make a, or, you know, any one of these streamers and make a 10 episode introduction to the Kingsman and make it outlandish and crazy. And this is how the Kingsman came to be.
0: I think you can do a lot more with that. I also think they should have gone farther back because history from world war one to now is like not a lot of time to cover. Yeah. Right. But if they had gone back to like medieval times, then like with King George, and then we could have had like movies or TV series throughout the ages, you know?
1: Well, it would have made sense too for me because I love that you bring up crazy King George. Like, not the King George in this movie, but actual crazy King George back in the medieval times at -hmm. the end of the dark ages, like that would have been a great reason to have the Kingsmen (laughs) be created because King George was batshit crazy and didn't know how to run a country. So now you need this clandestine organization to make sure that England's staying okay. And
2: then the,
0: the Knights of the Round Table could be real, right? Like they actually were the Knights of the Round Table, and the myths were based off of them.
2: Yeah, That would have been way cooler. We should have sent that into Hollywood. Here we go.
0: Rewriting movies. (laughs) Rewriting movies.
2: (laughs) Hey, all you got to do is you just... Days of Future Past X-Men just... Kingsman will figure out a way to. Right, or whatever that
0: Marvel movie is where they go back in time and they fix all their problems too. Yeah, Yeah. because it's literally the same thing, but we only shit on X Men for some
2: reason, even though Marvel copied them and did the exact same thing. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) It was just more offensive to me the way X Men did it, but we're not here. Yeah, because you got the Marvel dick in your mouth and I'm here to liberate you. I don't. It's because X Men actually did it first and it just pissed me off. It's because. All of the X Men movies are bigger steaming piles
1: of turd shit than this shit we watched and are reviewing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from the guy who's enjoyed the last two Marvel movies he's watched. Did you watch Spider Man,
0: Javier? Nah,
2: no, I around to it. <laughs> dude, you gotta you. It's okay. I told him
1: I'll go watch it with him because I it's just good. can't
0: imagine that I'm going to really enjoy that movie.
1: I think you would. I think you'd like it. I don't think you'd love it, but I think you'd like it. All right, so we're ready to to rate the Kingsman. (laughs) I'll kick us off again. Um, (laughs) I hated this movie, and I know that it's getting judged. Like, if I'd walked in not having seen, no, I still wouldn't have liked it, but I wouldn't have hated it as much as I do. Like, if I hadn't seen the first one, I do. I had expectations. Just like I've gone into movies, like this newest Matrix, I went in with shit expectations, and there were some decent parts to the movie, so I didn't hate it as much as everyone else. This one... I went in with very high expectations of at least a decent movie. Like I'm looking, I wasn't even looking for it to be as good as number two, but I thought it would be more Kingsman
0: than it was. Dude, and I was at the opposite. I went into Matrix with high expectations in this one. I'm like, nothing. Bop the floor. Like <laughs> there's no way this movie's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's funny. Yeah, see, I went in thinking, because even the second one is not as good as the first as it was. Like I was still entertained through most of it. This one, just, I wasn't. And I just, I felt like they tried too hard to be a normal movie more than they were a Kingsman movie. And I, that frustrated me because that's what I, I go to Kingsman movies for the outlandish, ridiculous, doesn't make any sense, but it, they don't try to make it make sense. They just go in and have fun and throw violence and humor and crudeness in this. And it's just my, like that kind of step outside of trying to be a serious, good movie. And I feel like they tried really hard to be a good movie in the expositional parts of this movie, in between the action, and I it just didn't work for me. Yeah, like I said, I seriously thought about it. If I, we didn't have to review this, I would have left. like I, Because I was so irritated most of this movie. With that, there were some good saving graces. When it was Kingsman-ish, it was very Kingsman-ish. There was really good action at parts in the movie, specifically the two, the one on the battlefield and then the one at the end. And then the fight with Rasputin was really interesting after they got past the weird licking his leg thing. That part really kind of grossed me out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, was it was super it disturbing. Was super weird enough that I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? But yeah. They're, they're, so, oh God, I'm going to give it a one and a half. What? Yeah, it was, that was, I did not enjoy this at all. But the fact that Javier talked about some of the parts that I did enjoy. And I got past that. It's I was gonna score it much lower, but one and a half is what I'm doing. JJ,
2: let me go next. Yeah. I'll be quick. We can let Javier raise our score up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll just. I'm gonna give it a two. Honestly, I don't have a lot to add from what JJ already said. I just. It's a movie franchise that, having talked about it a little bit more, there were pockets of Kingsman in this movie. Absolutely, I was just expecting it to be more outlandish throughout, less emotionally tied to realism of of going through war and this family dichotomy. I I just expected it to to have a, a villain that just did crazy stuff and was funnier, I guess is what I was looking for there, comparatively to speaking to old individuals. And then it just didn't feel outlandish to me. It just felt like it, it lost where and what it was trying to be overall. But again, there's pockets of it I think if you're a fan of the, the Kingsman franchise, I think you will be disappointed. But if you're like a hobby that had super low expectations, maybe that, that alters where you stand and, and what you were looking at. But it just wasn't as fun to me. And I think that's what I come back to. I just I remember walking out just feeling I was just bored and I was disappointed that I didn't have more opportunities to laugh and be like, What just happened? Like you gotta be kidding me. That was crazy. And that's just I just didn't feel it. And that's for me what Kingsman is and that's where I stand. So a two, go stream it. I, I wouldn't say go th- see it in theaters. You're not missing much. Unless you have an AMC A-list and it's really not anything for you, then, I mean, go see everything. Yeah. Not sponsored, by
1: the way, even though I wish we were. I, w- I wish <laughs> we were, damn. AMC. Love but, I, you. but I don't think they can afford to sponsor anyone at this point. So <laughs> 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 it's only getting worse. All right, Javier, bring us home on The King's Man.
0: I don't think there's much more to say. I think we just disagree. Right? Like, I think I agree in the sense of it took too long to get to the point, And it was a little convoluted getting there. And I preferred the first one, 100%. But sure. this movie was fun. It, there was violence. There was <laughs> some more violence. Yeah. Uh, there was some. <laughs> There's some weird, weird Russian monk. People died. Uh, that's really all I came to expect from a Kingsman movie. Yeah. So I'm going to give this a three. I'd watch this again, but honestly I'm kind of at the point where if I'm going to watch a Kingsman movie, I'll just watch the first one. So yeah, I think that that summarizes it. It's a three. It's a, you know,
1: three. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up with, you brought up a point that may, I would just want to touch on before we go. And that is this took place during one of the bloodiest wars ever. Man, what they could have done with like a giant fucking World War 1 battle in the Kingsman universe, like with yeah. this one of these guys just running through the middle of it, just shredding everyone. Like that would have been great.
0: But Yeah, like one of the reasons why World War 1 was so bloody is because we hadn't figured out to dig our trenches in like zigzags and they were just mm. straight lines, and so people would like run up to the side of a trench and then just mow people down, right? I want to see something like that. Yeah. You know, I want to see someone with a light machine gun, just fucking up a trench. would have been great. Yeah.
1: would have been great if the kid had like snuck into the German trench and just walked the line with some big ass fucking Kingsman gun. Right. And just, and just mowing people as he walked through it and then get shot in the back at the end. Like that shit would have been Kingsman. Yeah. That anyway. would have been cool. Yeah. All right. There it is. Some very varied scores. It just depends, I think, on your preference for this one. So, there it is. Next week, Sing Two. Quite a contrast between movies here these weeks, but
0: yeah, I'm just gonna jump ahead and say there's not enough violence in Sing Two. <laughs> <laughs> it mean, use a lot more killing. I could
1: have seen a koala bear capping a couple of rhinos. Yeah, while they're singing a song, that could have been fun. Yeah, so Sing Two, check that out next week, uh, Matt and tell everybody where they can find us.
2: Look, if you don't love us enough already, come back for more. We're wherever a good podcast can be found. Just search What's Our Verdict. And if you want to know what's coming up next, beyond what JJ was talking about, check us out at whatsoverdict.com. Come chime in, come leave some comments, get some merch, and also check us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, What's Our Verdict. We love that you all listen. Excited for the new year of 2022 and the good movies that are coming our way. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Martin.
1: All right. With that, as always, we appreciate you tuning
2: in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye.
1: Cinemagical.